Hey, it's the Dan Wilson in Tokyo podcast, your one-stop podcast for everything Japan and Japanese culture. Oh, kind of. How's it going? Today's June second, twenty twenty-three. Is this microphone picking up rain? Cause it's mad rainy this morning, and I'm not in a studio by any means. I am just sitting in my room in my underwear with the rain smacking against the windows. So if you're picking up rain sounds today for this podcast, I apologize. Kind of! But yeah, June is the start of rainy season in Japan. I don't know, does it start in June? But it's starting in June this year. It's just uh, during the summer, or I guess before summer officially starts, kind of. It's just a month of fucking rain. So if you're a foreigner, you're on that gaijin ting during the month of June, rainy season. Tsuyu is what it's called. You just always got a rain poncho in your bag. We don't use umbrellas. You know, Japanese people use umbrellas for everything. It's like sprinkling out. You know, in Phoenix, um, sometimes it's just so hot that when you walk by certain restaurants, they got the the misters on, you know. Japanese people would put up their umbrellas for the misters. And they love using sumbrellas in the city where it's super crowded. And I don't know what it is about the Japanese people's height average. But the umbrella, like, perfectly pokes me in the eye. But hey, to each their own and how they use their umbrellas. How do I use my umbrella? I don't use one. I'm a goddamn foreigner. We don't fuck with umbrellas. We're just strong against the rain, again, like, versus Japanese people. We just take that shit to the face. Just God's earth pee right on in my face. Um, yo, I always see this in, you know, movies. If you're like stranded, they get like some type of cup or any like makeshift cup and they drink the rain. Can we still do that? Or have we damaged mother earth too much that the rain is like acidic or some shit? You know what I mean? Any meteorologists out there, weather men, weather women, weather uh, teas? I, I don't know. I don't know the terminology. I'm sorry. But um, I feel like just saying weather man or weather woman is going to get me uh, in a little bit of hot water. But yeah, can we drink rainwater? Can I drink Japanese rainwater? You know what type of water I don't like being splashed on me is... I call it the city roof water. You know, a lot of the buildings and power lines go over the sidewalks in Tokyo. And, you know, it just kind of stopped raining, right? And you're walking through the city. But, you know, the accumulation of rain from buildings and sitting on the power lines, they like drip down onto you, you know, onto your face. That fucking rain, I really don't like. That water. Because, you know, it just picked up all the bullshit that the city had to offer 
you know, sucked it into the H2O molecules and then dripped it onto my face. All the Satoshi's throw up mixed in with strong zeros mixed into the fibers of the H2O in that little water molecule before dripping onto my face. But anyways, uh, rainy season in Japan is called Suyu. And yeah. Um, how about I teach you some Japanese? So here's the situation. You're just a, you're just a big, big American, right? Doing your thing in Tokyo. You decide to start going to the gym because you're eating too many of the Edu chickies and Fami chickies from the convenience stores. You're starting to put on a little bit of pudge, right? You're drinking a few too many strong zeros after work on Dogenzaka, you know what I'm saying? You're like, I got to get back into fucking shape so I could keep banging out these J-girls. <laughs> So I could keep uh, appealing to these J-girls. Rephrase that. So I can still go to the club and grind on girls without feeling like they're having Jabba the Hutt behind them. Grind into Neo in 2023. But so you go to the gym and you put on, you know, you get a nice workout out. A nice workout out. You get a nice workout in. And you're back in the changing room. And while you're changing, you noticed over your shoulder, there's a there's a little businessman, salaryman, Satoshi. Just your average Satoshi looking at you. And you know, you can tell. He hasn't asked to see your dick but you you can tell you can feel that dick craving energy in the air you know satoshi never left his country and his curiosity has been piqued it's like you can tell he wants to see an american dude's wiener right so you just keep glancing over, just waiting for you to, you know, pull your trousers down so you can get a peek of that American muscle. So you're like, you know what, I'll do you one better. You go, <whistles> Satoshi looks over, and you pull down your pants and let your thing flop out. And then you look at him in the eyes and you say this, Many yakitsuke. Ah! Burn this into your memory. Yeah! Meniyakitsuke. Me is eyes. Ni yakitsuke. Yakitsuke is like to burn, to burn into. It's like to burn this into your memory or burn this moment into your eyes is yakitsuke or yakitsukeru. So, meniyakitsuke is like burn this into your memory. Woo! Look at that. I'm teaching that. I'm teaching that type of Japanese that uh, allows you to flash salary men in the men's locker room. You heard? You know what I'm saying? That American dog. You shown it to him. Many yakitsuke. There you go. But um, 
Yo, today I got a question in from a listener. So let me read that. Um, this is from Riley Tucker. Yeah, I don't know where you're from. Uh, yeah, if you guys are going to write in questions or whatever, you want some advice or anything about Japanese culture. Uh, yeah, if you want, write, write your name and where you're from so I give a little shout out, you know. But um, let's read. Bro Danny. Actually, I'm just going to assume he's from England. All right. Bro Danny, what's the what's the soccer culture like in Japan? Actually, he wouldn't say soccer, huh? He'd say footy. What's the football culture? Maybe he's American. Maybe he's from uh Texas. Bro Danny, what's that there soccer culture like in Japan? You know when how in like Brazil it's scoring and flair and in England it's physicality? I was wondering what the Japanese culture was. I would assume it's teamwork and hustle, but I'd love to hear more about it. And also, how easy it is it how easy is it there to play pickup in Japan? Is there a pickup game culture in Japan? Yours truly Riley Tucker. Um, so, yeah, okay. So I guess you're asking, uh, what's the Japanese soccer stereotype? <laughs> if Brazilians are kind of like play with flair and some samba and England's, you say, physicality. Yeah, I mean, the, the Germans, right? They play like little robots. Well-oiled, finely tuned machines. Right? And the Italians, they take pride in their defense. And their sexy hair. And their and the and that flopping. They flop so nice. Swan dives. Is Neymar Italian? The guy loves rolling around. Man, I remember when Neymar first came on the scene for Santos. He had that like Nelly bandage, but not over his cheek, but over his nose. And he had that kind of like Euro mullet thing. And, uh, man, you know, it's all about putting up numbers. But at the same time, man, I love watching just tricky little players that take the piss out of their defenders and kind of, like, get kicked really hard after, like, megging them, like, three or four times. I don't know if you're familiar with soccer terminology, but megging is, like, to put the ball through their legs while you're dribbling past them. Yeah. For some reason, it's a very... Um, embarrassing moment as a defender if someone puts the ball between your legs and goes by you. So usually what happens is if you're dribbling, you know, you do some step overs, you know, put the shoulder feints in and then you make them open up their legs and you like push the ball between there and you try to go around them and what happens is they foul you, right? Because that's how embarrassing it is. They don't want you to get to the other side of them with the ball so if they feel the ball go between their legs, they just throw their arms out and smack you across the face. And if you're Neymar, you roll around for 10 minutes after getting touched. But uh, speaking of Neymar, uh, one of the very first skits I did here in Japan for comedy was... Um, well, Japanese people kept telling me I look like Neymar, which I don't. But through the Japanese lens, I guess if I'm a little browner than your average Japanese folk, they just... Whoever's on TV at the time is like, hey, you look like that. So Neymar was on TV a lot at that time. 
And I was like, well, okay, sure. I would say I look more like if Ichido and Hirai Ken had a baby, I would come out. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay, so I dressed up as Neymar. And you know how he flops around a lot, right? So I'd show that and then I'd be like, all right, Neymar at the Shibuya Scramble Crossing. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Dude, Japan, um, I would say tactical awareness, tactical discipline. They listen to the coach. There's not too many like rogue players that are getting screamed at for like doing their own thing. Um, technique they have on lock. Um, like the foundational stuff, like the passing and receiving and like, you know, moving into space and like their understanding of tactics, I think is pretty high. Um, their work ethic is also really good. And above all else, Japanese soccer stereotypes, um, their commitment to fair play. How often you seen a Japanese player get a red card? So I'm saying, dog. They got no edge. <laughs> nah, I fucking... I want to see just like a Japanese player from the absolute hood. Like, what's the hood in Japan? Like, Nishiadai? Or like just a rough neighborhood, I guess? And just be nasty at footy? Yeah, dude, they got some like flair players. Like Kubo. Mad nice on the ball. But I want to see a guy that's just kind of dirty. You know? That just gets like two or three red cards per season. That'd be kind of dope. But talking about, you know, Japanese football, Japanese soccer. Um, you know who was like my sleeper favorite player? He wasn't the first name I said, but I always was like, yo, this guy is fucking amazing. He's a baller. Is a uh, Maya Yoshida. He's been the captain for a while, but he's the center back for Samurai Blue for Japan. But um, the cool thing about him is, yo, he was the starting center back for Southampton in the Premier League. So it's like for a Japanese player, you know, playing in the Premier League, usually it's, you know, a midfield position, attacking position out wide, kind of where they got some space to like pull their little trickery and just kind of run a lot. But yo, a center back in the Premier League, one of the like most physical leagues in the world, or the phys most physical league in the world, which I would actually debate and say like the championship or like League One underneath the Premier League is actually more physical. And then once you get to the top, you know, it's you know a little bit less. But yeah, dude, I, I love watching that shit. I love you seeing players get fucking stuck in and seeing a Japanese player do it. Yeah, I really like that. Um, what else right now? Japanese footy? Yo, Mitoma for Brighton's killing it. I didn't know he was a little nerd, though. The college he went to in Japan's like Tsukuba, and they're like famous for making robots. So um, if Mitoma didn't make it as a professional footballer, he would be building the next Gundam. That's a fact. I like Kubo, 
because he's silky silky with the ball and yo he's only yo he's i feel like he's been around forever and he's only still like 21 or some shit i gotta double check that but uh dude the kid's got experience at barca real madrid and like you know now he's playing wait real sociedad where was that but david silva's there but um yo the kid's nice he's got uh so much time left i want him to fulfill his potential He's the truth. But actually watching uh, um, the Japanese national team play and watching Kubo is really interesting because, you know, how you're raised in your culture, like as a Japanese player, let's say, it comes out like in between plays kind of, right? So if you're fouled or how you speak to the ref, you know, it just comes out. But Kubo... Yo, that fool isn't Japanese. You know, he grew up in Spain, right? Playing in Barca's youth system. La Masia. But, like, um, it just comes out. You just kind of, like, bitches at the referee and, like, how he talks to <laughs> people. I'm like, yo, this fool's Spanish. He's just a Spanish kid trapped in a little Japanese boy's body. But um, watching, you know, soccer my whole life. It's got to be the OG, triple OG, Hidetoshi Nakata. You know what I'm saying? Power. Yo, power and finesse. You know what I'm saying? But there was one other sleeper during his time that, you know, some people know about, other people don't know about. But that's uh, Shinji Ono. If you know about Shinji Ono, you a G. But um, unfortunately, injuries kind of stopped him from getting to his full potential. But everyone says, man... That guy, if he if he didn't have to battle injuries, he would have been the one. He's still filthy, and you know I th- well, I think it was a knee problem. What else is going on with Japanese footy? Any uh, J League games? Yeah, J one, J two. It's you know they got that whole like relegation system, which they should. I think like MLS in America is the only country that don't do that. Um, so American. If you're in the big show, you stay in the big show. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, moving a team, how they do in America. Like, the NFL team, like the Oakland Raiders. They're just now the Las Vegas Raiders. What do they do with their old fans? They're just like, all right, fuck you. We're going to Vegas. Yeah, man. The the whole culture with soccer is just like, that's your town. That's your that's your club. You know, it's just real community. Tying the community together. But um, I've been the few J-League games I went to are fun, man. Been to a Omiya Ardesia games. Uh, Nagoya Grampus, back when it was still called Nagoya Grampus 8. Fun fact, you know, Arsene Wenger, you know, the legendary Arsenal manager, you know, he managed Nagoya Grampus for a while. And uh, one of my favorite players at Grampus was... Um, Pixi Stojkovic. Yeah, he became the coach later. But, um... Ah, dude. In America, somewhere in my garage. Roasting to a 200 degrees in the Phoenix... In the Phoenix weather. In a box. In a cardboard box somewhere is... A 90s or 80s... Nagoya Grampus 8. Dragon Pixi Stojkovic jersey. I gotta dig that out. Start rocking that shit out here. Fucking throwback kits. 
what was that other question Riley asked? So I'm going kind of deep into this. And, you know, fo- football is my thing, so I kind of get passionate over it. But um, oh, he was, he was asking about pickup pickup soccer in Japan. Um, yeah, it's a thing. Not as much as I would say in America. Because in America, in Phoenix, where I grew up, you just, I know, I always went to Mariposa Park, Butterfly Park, with a bat. Because that's what my dad instructed me to do, because there's so many, like, pit bulls and, like, drunks that might try to fight you along the way that it's just safer to carry a bat to and from the park. Which is really funny. Like, I didn't even think anything of that at the time. It was just so normal. But yeah, all the Mexicans are just playing pickup. So you just roll a ball out there, you just, like, put your hand up and you just join in. The pickup culture in at least the Southwest is really easy and fun. In Japan, so certain parks have allotted amount of times where it's just kind of free usage. So yeah, you can join pickup games there. Like Shin Okubo um, near Shinjuku. It's got kind of like pickup games I always see. Um, But for the other part, a lot of the futsal courts in Japan are reserved times. And it's the sheer amount of people that just live in Tokyo. So when you reserve or try to reserve a futsal court, um, dude, it's stacked like months ahead. So if you're like, hey, you guys want to play futsal? Let me uh, reserve a court. And if it's June 2nd today, you're like, "Uh, they got one opening on uh, September 15th. It's like, fuck me. But those are during the hot hours, you know, like after work like in the evening at seven or like on the weekends right but um if you like me and don't have a real job you can hit them on like the weekdays in the morning or like the afternoon where everyone's working then you got some chances to uh, get a futsal court pretty er pretty easily or you kind of go out out of town a little bit not talking shit but like machida i know there's some futsal courts over there that uh you can get um, but man, if you're like in Shibuya area and shit, it's kind of tough. Just so many fucking people. And soccer's big here. Soccer and baseball mostly. Yeah, okay, and one difference with playing pickup is it, it's just the culture, man. Um, it's just rougher back in America, or I'm sure in England, everywhere else, that, you know... We're playing footy. You're allowed... You're going to get kicked, right? It's just part of the game. But, like, in Japan, it's kind of soft. Like, pick up... You, they don't know each other, right, so much. So they kind of play defensively whack. Like, they don't get stuck in... Um, If they accidentally even, like, kind of clip you, they apologize really quickly... I'm like, yo, no, bro. Like, you don't got to apologize each fucking time. Like, don't you understand the fun and also having, like, crushing each other and, like, getting stuck in and then knowing that that's there and then dribbling by you, that just makes it all the more better, right? You don't see that physicality in pickup games in Japan. When you play for, like, real teams, you know, then it gets serious and they, you know, play for keeps. They get stuck in. But, you know, pick up footy. You never see people getting stuck in.
But yeah, I would say that's just a real shallow, quick overview of soccer in Japan. Um, how about we do these sponsored reads? Hey, salaryman Satoshi put down the TPS reports. Zangyo is over. Get over here. Daniel-san, it's Saruva Movers, moving across the U.S., ready to move out of the failing nation that is America and into a country that has its shit together like Japan. <laughs> you fucking know it. You fucking know it. Know it Call Saruva Movers today. We are your international and nationwide moving company. We are located in Texas. Oh, Texas! Everything bigger in Texas, I hear. Oh, truck turn into monster truck. Pigeon turn into bald eagle. And tiny Japanese penis turn into big American Texas wielding penis. Oh, good. But they can handle any move across the globe. Any move. Call. 512-596-9696 today. 512-596-9696 to get your moving quote started. Or visit us at salvamovers.com slash quote S-A-R-V-E-R-M-O-V-E-R-S salvamovers and, and mention promo code Daniel-san to get your 5% off your move today. Oh my god, とんでもない savings じゃないですか。うん、じゃあ次行きます。ブレイクチンプス。ファースト、イージー、アンド、アフォーデブルブレイクリペア。ブレイクチンプス、ブレイクリペア、スペシャライズインドブレイクリペア。ウェイドゥ
go prepare for that. And after I'm busy all day, so I want to get this finished before that. So I'm going to go a little short today. Anyways, um, here's an article from the Asahi Shimbun. All right. Asahi Shimbun, June 2nd, 2023. Oh, that's this morning. Okay. Title, Fewer Women Choose to Have Children Despite Societal Pressure. All right. And the photo is, woo, who's this babe? Naosawa wears artwork she created in Tokyo on February 27th when she got married. She chose not to have children. Okay. Well, whoever Naosawa is. Damn, I babe. Little older babe. All right. An increasing number of women who are choosing to remain single throughout their lives, while even those tying the knot are increasingly choosing not to have children. Okay. Despite the growing diversity in lifestyle and family structures, however, many women still feel pressure to conform to the traditional societal expect expectations of marrying and having children. Pressure eases at 40. Okay. Naosawa, 46. She's 46? Yo, this photo, she looks like 32. Oh, man, she definitely eats her natto. What a babe. 46, a sculptor says, When she was young, her mother verbally abused her every day. Thus, she thus decided not to have children. Oh, good job, mom. All that fucking verbal abuse did the exact opposite of what you wanted to happen. Quote, I don't know how to love children. Oh, no. Jeez. Above all, I might end up doing the same thing to my own child, she said. Oh, she's scared she's going to verbally abuse her own children? Oh, no. Naosawa, you wouldn't do that. You know what it's like to be verbally abused. Okay, let's keep reading. Sawa now lives with her husband, who is eight years older than her, in Tokyo. She said she never wanted children, but every time she saw news about the chronically low birth rate, she had the conflicted feeling of, quote, We don't have to have to have children, do we? We don't have to have children, do we? Yeah. Sawa said she felt the invisible pressure that, quote, if you get married, you should have children. Mm. When her friend told her that having a child would change her life, it made her start to rethink her stance. After she turned 40, however, she no longer felt such pressure. Ah, cool. At this age, nobody urges me to have children anymore. Searching for reasons not to have a child started to feel ridiculous, she said. Sawa hosts art workshops that children can participate in. Quote, I want to pass on that knowledge I've gained, she said. If I don't have children, does that mean I can't leave anything for the next generation? She hopes to live in a society where people can confidently walk their chosen paths in life. <laughs> Wait, your chosen paths in life? She's acting like, damn, is, it, is there that much pressure to have kids in Japan? God damn. It's your life. Do what you want. You know what? Whose fault is that, really? Japan has that problem, right? That uh, too many old people and not enough young people. Fucking. So, all right. I guess, I guess not just boning, but uh, making babies. But are Japanese people that concerned with society that they're like, I gotta do it for. I gotta, I gotta make babies for Japan. Do Japanese people really think like that? It's your life, shit. Do what you want, girl. And men and whoever else are involved. 
Yo, fuck your mom. Telling you to try to get pregnant. All right. Need for more acceptance. A 43-year-old a nurse in the Kanto region was scrolling through her smartphone in December when she stumbled across a phrase trending on Twitter. Quote, if you are still single in your 40s, you're going crazy. Quote, okay, being in one's 40s, unmarried, not having children were all descriptions that applied to her. Yo, you're on Twitter. Any dumbass can write on Twitter. This lady needs to stop being on Twitter or at least care. She, would di- she was diagnosed with infertility when she was 32. Regarding the government's, quote, different dimension, measures to stem the fallen birth rate, she said, supporting those who want to give birth and raise children is a good thing. However, she also feels guilty for not being able to fulfill expectations to have children. Quote, I feel like I'm being told I'm worthless by the invisible voices in society because I can't have children, she said. Yeah, get off Twitter. That shit is poison. You know, it's just dumbass. Any dumbass can write on there. And don't let that get to you, babe. You're not worthless. Not even close. Before she learned she was infertile. Is that how you pronounce infertile? Infertile? She had thought she would one day give birth and raise children. She was repeatedly told by acquaintances, quote, you shouldn't focus only on work. And your classmate just had her second child. Ah, oh, that fucking indirect pressure. Fuck them. Okay. It took her 10 years to tearfully confess her infertility to her mother. Her mother accepted her for who she is and she felt relieved. Wait, what? What do you mean she confessed her infertility? Is that like coming out of the closet for Japanese people that you can't have babies? Her And her mother accepted her for who she is? <laughs> Wait, that's not like... Wait, what? Is that like coming out of the closet or something? Is that even the phrase we use these days? I'm scared that even that's going to get me in some hot water. But it's just like, yo, I can't have kids. Like, it sucks. But can the mother, like, not accept her for who she is? Like, oh, man, that's, oh, that's bullshit. You don't have any control over that, but that's some bullshit. Yeah, it's it's not a choice, yo. Shit just happens. Of course she should be accepted. What the fuck is going on here? What am I re what's going on? I don't want society and I don't want society to impose its values on whether someone should have children. Marriage, pregnancy, and childbirth? Shouldn't such decisions be left up to each and every one of us, she said? Yeah, it is. Fewer women want children. According to the Cabinet Office's 2022 Declining Birth birth Rate White Paper, I don't know what that means, the lifetime unmarried rate, the percentage of women who have never married by the age of 50, was 3.3% in 1970. That rate rapidly increased into the 2000s, reaching 17.8% in 2020. Okay, so it's gone up quite a bit. In a 2021 survey by the National Institute of Population and Social Security Research of the single women from 18 to 34 polled 36.6%. Think, wait, I read that all weird. Of the single women from 18 to 34 polled, 36.6% think that they should have children once they get married. The ratio was almost half compared to the previous survey six years earlier. It showed that more women are prioritizing their own lives or the lives of their spouses. Hell yeah. Junko Sakai, an essayist, believes society should value those who raise children. She coined the word 
Makainu loser dogs as a self-depreciating, deprecating way to refer to unmarried, childless women over 30. Okay, that's rude. You're not just there to make babies, ladies. Like, look at our first lady, Nao Sawa. What is it, Sawako? She's out here just making art. She's killing it. Her art looks really cool. Um, there's other ways to leave your mark. When the voices to increase birth rate, birth rate grow louder. I cannot read today. Man, When the voices to increase the birth rate. When the voices to increase the birth rate grow louder, some of those who don't or can't have children may end up looking down out of embarrassment, Sakai said. It's fine to have various forms of families, not only legal marriages, but also singles, common law marriages, and same-sex marriages, he, she said. The government should create a system to recognize diversity, which would lead to the elimination of the menta mentality that we have to do this. This article is written by Natsuki Edogawa. Yosuke Watanabe and Erina Ito. Yeah, well, the first girl, Naosawa, that's her name. No, she's leaving her mark through her art, not just, you know, her DNA. And you know what? We have too many people on planet Earth. How about Japan just stops thinking about its country, just its own country, and start thinking about Mother Earth? We got too many people. Yo, shit is about to go down, I feel like. I'm kind of scared to have a kid born into the technology age. I'm scared. But yo, Japan, you know, the government needs to, you know, create a different system if they want, you know, Japanese people to start having babies, you know? Like, how about some money? You know how, like, what was it, in China? I don't even know if this is real, if this is just like something I heard. But isn't like China, you can only have one kid? Or if you have like two or more, it's kind of like you got to pay extra or something. Hopefully that's it. They don't get thrown into the ravine like the ancient Spartans. If you're not strong enough as a boy, they just throw you into the ravine. Yeah, they should just... How about if you have two or more kids... You just get like free diapers and some cash and opening weekend movie tickets to watch Godzilla for you and your family each time a new Godzilla series comes out. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. I right, that was the podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.